Welcome to the Glow Girl Podcast, your go-to source for learning how to work with your cycle and optimize your hormones, gut health, and metabolism to get the results that you want. I'm your host, Alyssa Curl, an online holistic nutritionist and personal trainer who's helped hundreds of women take charge of their internal and physical health so they can get to the root cause of their imbalances and achieve their fitness goals without the crazy protocols or the restrictive diets. Like many women, I've had my fair share of hormonal imbalances, gut issues, and I struggled with disordered eating for years, which is why I made it my mission to help women like you avoid the same mistakes I made, because you can live a healthy lifestyle and practice balance at the same time. And you're next. Grab a glass of wine or your favorite mocktail and get comfy, because it's time to glow, girl. Hello, hello, girly pops. Welcome back to another episode of the Glow Girl podcast. I hope you are all having an amazing week so far. Um, please excuse me as I take a little sip of my cola olipop. Yeah, we need that little midday pick me up, okay? <laughs> um, but we are we are over what a week into the new year. I, I want to hear how you guys are doing. Are we? freaking stoked and pumped and ready to go are we struggling let me know um today's podcast episode is going to be all about post-birth control syndrome uh it's something that i commonly see in my practice with my clients um and, and something I, I commonly hear from from you guys when i'm talking to you in the dms and, and comments that i get on my instagram posts um it, it's just something that so many women struggle with so we're going to kind of talk about exactly what post-birth control syndrome is signs and symptoms to look out for and i'm going to be giving you you know some tips on how to prevent or how to kind of take care of your post-birth control syndrome Uh, but before we get into today's episode we are going to share our wins and our one percent betters for the week um i i feel like i have so many wins from this week i I just feel like i don't know like just so many positive vibes over over the past like couple of weeks i just feel like i'm in i'm in such a better mental headspace um and i kind of just feel like a a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders Uh, again like i i know i mentioned this in a couple of podcast episodes already but um just where we were living in in the last house i loved that house but i did not love the area the the area it was definitely not very safe um like we we would hear you know like gunshots every night and and yeah it, it just wasn't a place that i felt super safe um and and so now that we have moved to a different area i just feel like a sense of calm and and I, I just feel like a weight has been let, lifted off my shoulders and, and I can kind of breathe again. And like I've been I've been going on so many walks <laughs> outside um, and I feel like it has been just been truly beneficial for my mental health. Like over the past week, I think I've done like two or three outdoor walks a day. Like I, I go typically on my morning walk with summer we'll walk about two miles which is about like 45 minutes um and then i've been going 
on like a, either a lunch break walk or a, an evening walk with ghosts because <laughs> I can't walk them at the same time um, because they're both chaotic. So I'll go, I'll go and walk ghosts uh, either on my lunch break or at night um, or I'll do kind of both and, and switch off with one or the other. Um, and just getting outside more has been so beneficial for my mental health, like I'm getting sunshine, I'm getting movement, I'm moving my body a lot more. Like I, I haven't really even used my um, my treadmill or my, my uh, walking pad in the past couple of weeks. And I've been able to like easily crush my 10 to 12K stack goals just by simply going on more outdoor walks. Um, and I've been listening to way more podcasts again, which again, is just so, so much more beneficial for my mental health. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just, I'm feeling so good. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's, that's kind of one of my wins from, from this week. Um, another win is, is getting back into the gym consistently this week. Uh, I just, you know, after taking like a couple of weeks off because of the move and things like that, uh, getting back into the gym and just like seeing that I was able to go back to like the weight that I was using super easily and like actually even hitting some PRs, like the strength wasn't lost, you know, after three weeks, which I know that, like, I know, you know, we don't lose muscle. We don't lose strength that quickly, but you know, sometimes like you can get a little down on yourself. Right. And, and I definitely like, that's something that I am trying to work on this year is, is really just trying to like not be so hard on myself and like I these are things that I tell my my clients all the time but something you know that I am always working on myself and so yeah it was just felt really nice to like get back into the gym and be more consistent with that I've been again moving my body a lot more um I've been like crushing my nutrition and just like I just feel overall really really awesome and uh, another like little sneaky win is I found the best sleep concoction. Um, my aura ring ha- has been telling me like for the last you know month that I've been using it that my restfulness isn't really great. Like I, I get enough sleep, but I'm not sleeping all the way throughout the night. Like I, I wake up multiple times throughout the night, which is, you know, it, it's normal. But the amount of times that I wake up at a night is not normal. Like it's, it's normal for you to wake up a couple of times throughout the night and maybe, you know, like turn a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm consistently waking up. Like I'll go to the bathroom a couple of times a night and, and it's just, it's not great. Um, and so I kind of reintroduced the sleepy time mocktail back into uh, my routine, which if you don't know what the sleepy time mocktail is, I can absolutely drop it into the show notes. I have a recipe on that, um, but it's tart cherry juice. And then before I was adding a couple of steeped bags of sleepy time extra tea, which has valerian root in it, which is kind of like the adult human catnip. <laughs> um, it's, it's, an, it's an herb that essentially helps you to like fall asleep and just like be a little bit more restful. It's like non-habit forming. Um, and that tea blend has like chamomile in it and, and all these like essential like, you know, herbs that help you sleep. Um, and then like I would top it off with some soda water. But what I found, I, I saw on TikTok someone that used like a sleepy girl mocktail, but instead they put like valerian uh, root. It's like a, a tincture in it. Um, and so like I was, I did that, the tincture I got off of Amazon. Um, that's like a super great quality. And then I did my tart cherry juice and then I threw, um, either a poppy in it. I will do either the cherry limeade poppy, um, the strawberry lemon poppy, or I just tried last night. Um, I tried a 
cola olipop and let me tell you that was a game changer it's basically like a cherry cola drink it was so good i have to make it again (laughs) um and i so i took that and then i also just got in a gaba and an l-theanine supplement it's a i got a liposomal supplement which a liposomal supplement is essentially like a a liquid form of a supplement um that it's way better absorbed and l-theanine and gaba are both really great for sleep um they like help with like the brain waves and just kind of getting you into like that restful deep sleep um and so i think the combination of that with my sleepy time mocktail plus me taking magnesium and you know like getting into a good nighttime routine and things like that like completely knocked me out oh my god i had the best night's sleep of my life (laughs) i was able to get you know all seven hours um i was able to fall asleep quickly and i was able to stay asleep so if if you are someone who struggles with sleep um let me know and you, you can dm me and i can send you all the links for this i can also you know put it in the show notes but um if you like you know have questions about any of that please feel free to reach out because i think i just like found the secret ingredient <laughs> um so those are my wins from this week and then um one percent betters is um i i want to do better at like connecting more with friends and loved ones um I'm I'm so bad at this like I and it's not that you know I love I love my friends (laughs) um but you know I I get like lost in the sauce as far as like just being caught up with work and and you know like my routine and structure and I I always like you know forget to text people and be like hey like you know check in like how are you doing or call people or you know whatever so I'm just trying to be more intentional about it um and I feel like it's something that I stopped doing over the years because I kind of got into the mindset of like, I'm always the one to reach out to people. And so like I got tired of it and I stopped doing it. But in all honesty, like I have to realize too that, you know, people are just like me and busy. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who have kids now. Um, like my best friend, she just had her, uh, she just had her kid, like brand new baby her first child um she was like almost a new year's baby she's so freaking cute and so like i'm trying to you know consciously like check in with her see how she's doing see if she needs anything she lives in southern california i live in northern california there's no way for like me to go physically help her so i'm just trying to like do the best that i can to like you know facetime her and just like check in with her and see how she's doing um and and so like i just i want to be like a better friend to my friends you know and and just like be there for them even when my life is chaotic um, so that's one thing I want to work on. And the second thing I want to work on is Casey and I decided to do dry January kind of like just out of nowhere. He like came to me this week. He's like, um, so I'm doing dry January this this year or this this month. Uh, we did it last last year as well. And I was like, okay, cool. So I mean, I was like, I wasn't really planning on drinking this month either. So <laughs> um, I'll do it with you for like moral support. Because um, Casey is like really, you know, just trying to get back into his, his fitness journey and like take it more seriously now that he is like graduated and, and has more time for these things and like just wants to make sure now that he has like a more sedentary job, like that he's moving his body and things like that. Um, and also, you know, he just, I think he, he just wants to, sleep better and not that we've been drinking a lot i in the month of december like we did not drink as much either um but like we've had a few cocktails like going to to date nights and, and going to like just you know 
being at home for New Year's Eve and things like that. Um, which if you've heard me talk about, uh, talk about that on my stories recently, like we had a, a couple of glasses of champagne on New Year's and I had immediately had a headache. <laughs> so I was like, I'm good. I, I don't need a drink really. Um, and so like, that's just what we're going to be working on this month. I don't think it'll be a challenge for us since, you know, we've been working on our relationship with alcohol for the past couple of years. I have so many mocktail recipes. Like we have poppy and, and olipop galore in our like uh, garage fridge. That's our little drink fridge. Um, so I'm sure we'll be just fine, but those are some things that we're, we're working on this, this week. So, um, yeah, that's my, my long window. Oh my God, sorry that this intro was so freaking long, but that was just a lot for me to update you guys on. Um, but as always, please, please share your, your wins and your 1% batters with me. Cause I, I always love to hear them. Um, okay. So let us chat about what you are actually here for. And that is post birth control syndrome. Okay. So first things first is what the fuck is actually post birth control syndrome, right? Um, so post birth control syndrome, these symptoms generally arise within like the first four to six months after going off of your hormonal birth control. And it can be as drastic as total loss of your period or as benign as acne and or even hair loss. Not to say that, you know, hair loss and acne are like simple, easy things, but you know, like those are, are benign symptoms compared to like completely losing your period. Okay. So, um, essentially, you know, what, what kind of happens with post-birth control syndrome, um, is, you know, once your your hormonal birth control is stopped, like you're, you're pulling yourself off of that synthetic hormone um it's it's not uncommon for your body to be like just left shocked it's shocked as fuck it's like okay i was used to having this synthetic hormone for x amount of time and now i don't have it anymore and and so you know what do i do because if you remember if you've you know listened to any of my podcast episodes where i've talked about you know like the effects of birth control um preparing your body for coming off birth control i i kind of tell you you know kind of how birth control works And so when you take a hormonal birth control, it essentially shuts down your body's natural production for these hormones, right? So you're getting a synthetic hormone instead. So what happens when you get off of that birth control is your body's not making those hormones anymore. And so it's going to take it a minute to kind of re-kickstart that that production back up. Um, and, And sometimes that can take you know, a few months, sometimes that can take six months, sometimes that can even take a year, sometimes that can even take multiple years. I've worked with women in the past who came off of birth control years and years ago, and they thought that, you know, everything was fine, that their their body was like leveling out itself, and that's what they were hoping. And in reality, you know, they were still dealing with all of these symptoms years later, and we get their hormones checked, and everything is just chaos. Um, and, and so really, you know, making sure, like, I, I cannot stress the importance of this, of preparing your body before coming off birth control or, or even just, you know, any type of hormonal birth control, whether it's the pill, IUD, whatever, um, you know, this is by no means a reason to delay you coming off of hormonal birth control, but it's super important to be aware of the effects of post birth control syndrome. Because obviously, you know, after having synthetic hormones running the show, essentially, for so long, your body's innate sense of hormonal balance may need help finding its way back to actual balance, okay? 
So, you know, remember, like, hormonal birth control depletes your body of essential vitamins and minerals. Um, It also suppresses that body's natural hormone production. Um, And it's even more common to experience post-birth control syndrome if you've had imbalances prior to starting birth control um, that either, you know, the the pill or whatever your hormonal birth control was, was temporarily masking. Because I've seen it time and time again where where women go on uh, hormonal birth control in order to help with a specific symptom that they're dealing with, whether it's acne, whether it's painful periods, uh, irregular periods, so many different things. And in reality, that birth control is not going to fix that symptom. Um, it's, it's not a cure for balancing your hormones. It doesn't balance your hormones, okay? It simply just masks the symptom. Because um, again, we're shutting down your body's natural production of these hormones, right? So removing the Band-Aid of hormonal birth control and finally addressing these underlying imbalances is is truly the key to healing the body in a natural and a sustainable way. Um, You know, because hormonal birth control works by suppressing the natural hormone production through synthetic estrogen and or progesterone. Those are typically the two types of uh, hormonal birth control we see. So typically... LH and FSH, excuse me, um, these are these are two types of hormones, are not secreted. So ovulation does not occur. When you're on hormonal birth control, you are not ovulating. No ovulation means no pregnancy. Um, it's also a means to of prevention for progesterone production because when you have enough progesterone, you're going to be fertile and you're going to be able to ovulate, right? So essentially, you're not going to have progesterone um, or progesterone levels are going to be really, really low. It's something I see so commonly with women who are either on birth control, even if you're on a progesterone only birth control, or if you've like come off of birth control recently or a while ago, um, we'll get their labs done and nine out of 10 times the progesterone is tamed. Okay. <laughs> and it's because, uh, it's that hormonal birth control is shutting that, that production down. So when you come off of your hormonal birth control, you might experience hormonal rebounds that essentially present themselves in different ways, okay? So some symptoms of post-birth control syndrome can look like acne, rosacea, amenorrhea, which is a loss of your period. This typically can happen anywhere from like three to six months, even again, sometimes upwards to a year. Um, Blood sugar dysregulation, which can lead to uh, insulin resistance and even weight loss resistance. Uh, which I have a whole episode on on weight loss resistance. If you scroll a while back, it's uh, with Sarah King, and she is a registered dietitian who really covers that beautifully. Um, it also can present itself in depression, anxiety, and even you know other mood symptoms, um, changes in bowel movements. Again, you know because uh, you're you're depleted of so many essential vitamins and minerals. Um, and you know, again, your body's kind of just going all out of whack here. (laughs) Uh, it's going to not only like disrupt your bowel movements, but it could also cause gas and bloating, uh, gut dysbiosis, which is a, an overall imbalance of like the good bacteria and bad bacteria in your gut, um, intestinal hyperpermeability, which is commonly referred to as like leaky gut. Because again, we have these like tight junctions in our gut. Um, and so when, 
essentially like you're you're on birth control it can essentially create these gaps in these tight junctions that allow like food to pass through in and out of your gut bacteria to pass through in and out of your gut which is not what we want (laughs) um it can cause things like hair loss headaches heavy painful periods um, irregular periods uh inflammation and even uh, other immune imbalances Again, a lot of our immune markers are made in the gut. So, you know, when the gut is off, your immune system is going to be off too. And also that's going to create a lot more inflammation. Um, And it can also present itself in migraines. I remember when I had switched over from my hormonal birth control to my non-hormonal birth control, um, I experienced probably (laughs) all of those. (laughs) Um, I, I did not ever lose my period, which I'm so grateful for. But I remember my acne for a time being like flaring up so so bad um you know the unexpected weight gain happened um my my depression anxiety were were out of this world i remember after coming off of my hormonal birth control there was a a year period literally a full year where i was so depressed i could not get out of bed um which i'm pretty sure i talked about kind of my my journey with hormonal birth control and just like my my overall hormone journey in in one of these episodes if you want to go back and like listen to the full thing um but yeah it it, my anxiety and depression like majorly got worse after coming off of the hormonal birth control um digestive issues headaches and migraines and you know my, my, my periods were even more heavy and painful like even before getting off on birth control they were they were bad but just getting off of it they were even worse and again this is not to scare you this is because all of this happened because i did not prepare my body for coming off of the hormonal birth control okay i I simply just went off of it cold turkey and because my body had no idea you know what to do after years and years of me being on this hormonal birth control and switching to you know from one type of birth control to another um my my body was like yo what the hell like sos we need help (laughs) red flag white flag uh someone please and and it presented in all these symptoms and again you know these are these are things that i'm still undoing years later like like this whole journey started happening around 2013 2014 it is now 2024 so this is almost 10 years or even over 10 years of me having to undo all of this damage because I did not do it correctly the first time and this is why I do what I do now because there's so many women that are or were in my shoes that are have to deal with this and like I'll be damned if I let anyone spend that long dealing with hormonal issues because like you, there's a there's a much simpler way <laughs> okay um and so you know, let's kind of talk about like what, you know, what is the kind of the difference between like progesterone and synthetic progestin? Because that's a common thing found in birth control. It's like it's a common hormone. Okay. So there's a few key differences between natural progesterone and progestin, because I know that a lot of people will go on a progestin only birth control thinking that it's going to be a better option for them. Um, and I see it time and time again, it, it actually, you know, just wrecks them all the same. Okay. So progestin has been shown to cause fetal abnormalities in pregnancy. 
uh, whereas natural progesterone can help to maintain a healthy pregnancy. Okay, progestins can cause blood pressure to go high, and progesterone has not been shown to have this effect. Uh, progestin can cause you to retain water, while progesterone can relieve water retention. And progesterone promotes a sense of calm in the brain, while progestins do not. So this is why I see a lot of women who are on progestin-only birth controls end up gaining a lot of weight and, you know, kind of like rapidly gaining weight out of nowhere. Uh, they have high blood pressure or even like uh, issues with blood clots. Um, they have heightened depression and anxiety they have trouble conceiving after um and and so again you know this is this is why it is absolutely vital for you to make sure that you are preparing your body for coming off of hormonal birth control um and i have a whole episode that that talks about you know exactly how to do that um but here are you know just five more steps that you can take to heal your post birth control syndrome okay so first things first we want to restore the nutrient loss and that have been depleted from your hormonal birth control Uh, because birth control specifically has been shown to deplete the body of these key nutrients like folate which is vital for fetal development um, if you were to become pregnant Uh, Other nutrients can also be uh, depleted for long-term pill use like B12, B2, B6, uh, selenium, vitamin C, and vitamin E, which are all not only important for like energy, but also inflammation, immune markers, etc. Okay. Um, So we want to make sure that we are doing this not only through you know while supplementation can be really helpful um we want to also make sure that we're eating as many nutrient-dense foods as possible um so when i'm working with clients one thing that we'll do is really make sure that we're not only increasing the amount of whole foods that they're eating but also ensuring that they're getting a wide variety of different types of foods um you know like fruits veggies quality fats um, grass-fed meats, wild-caught fish, um, just the more, like, insanely nutrient-dense foods that we can get, the more bioavailable foods that we can get, the better. I've even had my clients, like, go to their local farmer's market and just kind of pick up any and all, like, fruits and veggies that they see, if they see stuff that's, like, on sale or whatever, like, pick up anything that you see, even if you do not like it. And here's what, okay, what you're going to do is you're going to throw all of that in a blender. Like you're going to cut it all up, you know, take any seeds out or like any skin off that like you're not supposed to actually eat. But if there's fruits and veggies that, you know, like are fine with the skin on it, leave it there. And then you're going to blend it all up. And then what I have them do is I get an ice tray and pour all of that into ice trays and freeze it. And then you can throw like one to three of those ice cubes of this like little, you know, fruit and veggie slurry that you just made into a smoothie or you can like thaw it out and take it as a shot as like a juice shot. Or I think the easiest way is just to throw it into a smoothie so you can't really taste it. Um, And it's a super easy way for you to get in a ton, a ton of micronutrients and a ton of variety of maybe from fruits and veggies that you would not normally eat. Okay. Um, And, you know, making sure that you are getting in enough protein as well is super important because we need those amino acids, which are going to help us to rebuild 
not only like your gut's integrity, but also uh, those are like, you know, building blocks for like hormones and things like that. Um, and, and in all honesty, you know, just making sure that if you're, you're making these changes and optimizing your gut health so that you can begin restoring your body's needs. Uh, because again, a lot of our, our hormones are made in our gut. And so we really want to make sure that we are prioritizing gut health in order to heal from within. Okay. Um, the second thing, you know, that, that we really want to do is identify the hormone imbalance. Okay. Um, so this is, 100% why I always have my clients test right after getting off of birth control. Um, sometimes I'll have them wait, you know, like four to six weeks after getting off or until they get their first period. But again, because some people don't get a period quickly after after hormonal birth control, like within a month or so, um, I, I typically try to get them tested within like a month of coming off of birth control because we don't want to wait too long and see if your period comes if it doesn't come uh, because that's going to cause more damage to your body. And, you know, making sure that we get to the root cause of of what's happening is really going to be the way that we can ensure that we are doing what we need to do to get you healed up, right? Um, because all of our hormones work together and it's super important to consider them all and to take a comprehensive approach to restoring hormone balance. So, after hormonal birth control, you know, some women, again, struggle to ovulate. They may experience other symptoms like mood swings, painful periods, headaches, acne. Um, and, you know, these are all common signs of hormonal imbalances and something you can absolutely bring back into balance naturally. Um, I know it can be really scary to be like, okay, like I'm experiencing all, experiencing all of these symptoms, like give me the pill again or like take me back on hormonal birth control. Like this is not getting better. But in all honesty, if you were to just flip flop back on and off of hormonal birth control, you're only going to make things worse. Like you have to wait it out. You have to, you know, make sure that we're taking these key steps to healing. Yes, it's going to be an uncomfortable journey. Yes, it's going to be a, a minute to, to heal these things. But if you do it right, you can get this done quickly and you can prevent a lot of these symptoms and avoid having to go back on hormonal birth control. Because I've, I've seen it time and time again, like clients start freaking out because they start experiencing some like minor symptoms and they're like, oh my God, you know, my my periods come back with a vengeance, my my acne is out of control and I'm, I need to go back on the pill. And it's like, no, 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 like let's take it a step back. <laughs> like your body is going to have an adjustment period. That is okay. But I promise you, like we got to, you know, sometimes things got to get a little worse before they get better. Um, but again, this is why we we make sure that we prepare before coming off of birth control and we do everything in our power after coming off birth control to set your body up for success so that the healing process is a lot smoother. Um, but, you know, this is why testing is like one of the first things that I do with my clients so that we can really see exactly what hormone is out of balance. And that way we know exactly what we need to do via diet, lifestyle changes, supplementation in order to help promote getting that back into balance. Um, and again, you know, we, we really want to focus on healing the gut because there is evidence that that birth control can disrupt your gut flora, like your normal gut flora and create an environment that allows uh, for overgrowth of harmful bacteria and yeast. And it can even lead to, again, intestinal hyper, hyper permeability, which is leaky gut. So, um, you know, there's, there's even evidence showing a risk of IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease with oral contraceptive use, um, which if you've ever experienced IBD or if you ever heard of it, like, you know, it's, it's not a great time. And that's something that, you know, we, we can't necessarily get rid of. 
um, we can absolutely like reverse those symptoms and and put it in um, remission. But like IBD is not something that you can get rid of. And so we want to avoid that altogether. So because your body depends on your gut to remove excess hormones, restoring gut health is necessary um, for balancing your hormones. So when gut function is inhibited, the body isn't able to remove estrogen, which contributes to a state of estrogen dominance. It's something I commonly see with women. Like, again, <laughs> we've talked about estrogen dominance on here as well. We've talked about all this, okay? Um, and there is a very huge population of women who are estrogen dominant, estrogen dominant, especially when coming off of hormonal birth control. As an estrogen dominant girly, let me tell you, it is not fun. Okay. Some symptoms, if you can't remember, <coughs> excuse me, some symptoms of estrogen dominance, um, can include things like ovarian cysts, fibrocystic breasts, uh, unexpected weight gain, irregular or heavy periods, irritability, mood swings, acne, um, anxiety, depression. Uh, and when I say weight gain too, I want to go back to that, like weight gain specifically around the midsection. So, you know, hip, belly, booty, thigh area, um, migraines around your period, um, sleep issues and sleep disturbances, insomnia. Like there, there are so many different, (laughs) um, symptoms that come with estrogen dominance. And let me tell you, it's a freaking bitch to get rid of. Okay. So, after discontinuing birth control, I often have my clients on a gut repair protocol tailored to their needs so that we can ensure um, that we are taking care of anything and, and everything under the sun to promote a healthy gut. Um, and oftentimes I will have clients do both hormone testing and a GI map so that we can rule out any um, like bacterial overgrowth, any... Uh, any bad bacteria in their gut we can see how much good bacteria they have in their gut we can see if there's any you know parasites or candida overgrowth um because again hormones and gut i'm gonna say it again 10 times they go hand in hand okay um so we want to make sure that we're we're obviously making sure that the gut is working properly so that we can get any waste out through our bowel movements. We're having healthy bowel movements. We're having daily bowel movements. You're digesting your food properly. You're absorbing your food properly, right? Because if your gut is not working functionally and optimally, then you're not going to be able to absorb the nutrients that you need properly, which is not going to help you to heal up. And um, there's some herbs that I typically will include for my clients to help them heal their gut. Again, this is why we want to make sure that we are um, testing before we take any of these, but just some some simple ones that I will often recommend. And if you have any questions about any of these or you would like some links to them, I can absolutely send you some. Um, that can look like L-glutamine, one of my absolute favorite ones for healing the gut, especially if you have like leaky gut, uh, zinc, uh, NAC, or even um, NAG, which is N-acetylglucosamine. Okay, can I ever say that one? Um, and then what else? There's chamomile. You can drink that in like just tea form. You don't have to necessarily take it, um, you know, in like a supplement form. It, it can be just a tea. Uh, also like ginger tea. Um, aloe is super, super beneficial for the gut. 
um, just drinking like straight aloe juice or I, I typically will recommend uh, clients to take an L-glutamine that has aloe in it as well. So it's like a two-in-one type of situation. Um, and, and it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, and typically I, I recommend that they take this at least for like two to three months, depending on, on their needs. Again, you know, depending on like what their, their testing is showing us, I will have them take, you know, more specific herbs and supplements tailored to like their specific needs, um, for a specific duration of time and, and a specific dosage. But, but those are just, you know, some very generic ones that, that you could take that like won't, you know, create more issues for you or, or, you know, like it's, it's not gonna, gonna hurt you if you take them. Okay. Um, and then the next thing that we want to do is to support natural hormone detox. Okay. Um, your body depends on your detox system to remove excess hormones from the body. So, you know, this includes, um, supporting optimal hormone health and these detox systems depend on adequate nutrients like vitamin B, uh, and, and the other ones that were depleted when taking your either oral contraceptive or your hormonal birth control. Um, so, you want to make sure that we are supporting the liver. The liver is like one of my favorite organs in the body because that that baby is like our our rock, our like it's like the bouncer. Like you know, you can't get in, you can't get out. Um, it, it's making sure that you know all the systems are are functioning optimally. Um, and and you know, when I talk about detox, I'm not talking about like a detox diet or like taking these detox supplements that's going to make you poop your brains out or drinking some detox tea where, again, you're going to be pooping your brains out. No, 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 no. Okay. When I talk about supporting the liver, I mean like supporting the liver through eating foods that benefit the liver. I'm talking about, you know, reducing or eliminating alcohol um, and unnecessary pharmaceuticals that can help your liver function at its best. Um, cause again, you know, the, the liver is one of the most primary organs responsible for detoxifying synthetic hormones from the body. And so, you know, some women who use hormonal birth controls can even have higher risk of developing liver tumors. So we want to make sure that we are detoxing properly. Okay. Um, and so, especially, you know, if you're someone who is estrogen dominant, we want to make sure that your liver function is optimal because that's going to help us to get rid of all of that excess estrogen. It's something that I'm really working on right now um, and, and just really like trying to take care of my liver as much as possible, which is why, you know, like I've cut back on alcohol and, and like improved my my fiber intake and things like that because all of these things are super important. OK, so just some some uh liver loving foods that i would absolutely recommend to include into your diet are things like beets carrots uh, dandelion root broccoli broccoli sprouts cauliflower kale um you know ba basically all of the like cruciferous veggies all of your uh dark leafy greens uh all of the ones that i just mentioned are going to be crucial for liver health. Um, you can even, you know, again, blend these all up into like a juice or a smoothie. Like you can, you know, like add these into your smoothies. I like to add these into my salads as well. Um, and then some other things that I really like to support the liver is making sure that we are um, getting in like a good sweat. Okay. And this is not what I mean, like, you know, by going and doing an intense workout, but like just moving your body in general can help to promote 
uh, circulation and, and helping you like sweat out these toxins, which is going to help your liver to function optimally. I've been really liking to use the sauna. Um, the sauna can be a really easy way for us to like sweat out everything. Um, if you ever like notice some detox symptoms, you can always take like a binder with it to, to help you kind of get rid of any of those excess, oh, shit that you don't need <laughs> um but you know just you can start small like 10 minutes in the sauna can do you some good uh rebounding which is just like you know jumping up and down um like very gently uh i also like to use like castor oil packs if you have any questions about castor oil pack i have um, an entire little guide on there if you dm me castor oil pack i will send it to you um but that can be really beneficial for um for your liver function couldn't think i was trying to say uh also there is like uh specific teas that have things like a burdock root in it and um like some other liver loving roots that can be really supportive for your liver um not something that i would recommend taking daily but you know something that you can take over like a week period to kind of just like help kickstart things going um and, and again, there's so many different different things that we can do to support our liver. I, I think, again, I have a whole entire episode on the importance of detoxification and all the things that you can do to support your liver. So go back and listen to that episode <laughs> to help you out. I'm giving you so much homework. I, I pretty much have all these different episodes that, that cover kind of all of these various topics of what I'm talking to you guys about in depth. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions about that, let me know. And then... Um, the, the last one I would say to, to kind of help you out with your post birth control syndrome, um, is to really make sure that you are managing your stress and like managing your expectations. Okay. Um, because again, healing takes time. You are not going to heal your hormones and get rid of, you know, and undoing all of this damage that you did to your body in a day, in a week, in a month. Okay. If you think about it this way, like you have been taking this synthetic hormone for probably a pretty long period of time, whether it has been a couple of months, whether it's been a year, whether it's been years. <laughs> I, again, I've seen people who have been on birth control for like 10 plus years, right? So we have to undo all of that damage from all those years of this use, okay? So that's going to take us time. It's not going to take us, you know, years and years and years to undo it, but, you know, it is going to take us a good, you know, three to even six months, even upwards, sometimes up to 12 months um, to rebalance your hormones and to, you know, get healthy ovulation back and, and get like a, a solid period back and things like that. So just be patient, trust your body, make sure that you're working with a functional practitioner um, or a functional coach, like, you know, shameless plug, I guess. But like, in all honesty, like the, these are things that I wish that I would have done differently. Um, because like I said, these are things that I'm still having to deal with because I didn't do it right the first time. And, and so, you know, having someone in your corner to like, not only be able to, to read labs for you and to get the lab testing done, but also to like give you a protocol in order to help you get healed up quicker. Um, and like to monitor your biofeedback, to monitor your symptoms, uh, and, and just to kind of, you know, have someone in your corner to, to guide you along the way and just to, you know, ensure that you're doing things properly. And also just, you know, to, to give you some peace of mind 
is so helpful. Um, and it's something, again, I, I wish that I, I would have known about when I was going through all of this. Um, and you know, this is why I love supporting women while coming off of their hormonal blood control in order to minimize any negative symptoms so that they can regain their health and get back to balance quickly, which saves them from, from wasting precious time and money trying to figure and try all this shit out that doesn't exactly work, right? Making things so much worse. Um, so if you have any questions about, you know, coming off of hormonal birth control, you're dealing with post-birth control syndrome, like my DMs are always open. Um, you know, I, I'm just here to help. You know, my my one-on-one roster is open uh, for coaching, but, you know, asking is free. <laughs> like, if you have any questions, like, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to educate you and, and to support you. And if you need more in-depth support, you know where to find me. Um, but I, I hope you guys found this episode helpful. Um, I will leave all of the, the links and, and all of the little tidbits that I talked about here in the show notes for, you know, like the sleep time mocktail and all that fun stuff. Um, and if you have any questions about anything else I mentioned in here, again, feel free to reach out and I'll send you all of the resources. Um, but I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will see you guys in next week's podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Glow Girl Podcast. If you love the episode, please share the podcast with your besties and tag me on socials. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. And if you have any questions regarding today's episode, please feel free to direct message me on Instagram. I'd be happy to help. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.